Welcome to Yo 11 Minutes. Yo 11 Minutes. Mostly Vegas, no BS, casino experience, and more. Michael Traeger is a casino and travel loyalty expert who also keeps people, uh, who also helps people who turn their travel dreams into reality. And now, Michael Traeger. How's it going, Michael? It's going great. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. So it's it's it it all happened. The whole thing, the whole big race event is is finally behind us and i'm sure you're going to want to talk about that yes and then we have next year to look, listen look forward to to listen forward to that's the new words that's that's old people who get tired <laughs> so <laughs> to listen, listen forward. forward to i love that <laughs> listen forward to yes that's that's great you know hey hey we just let it we just let it roll no fancy editing here nope none of that <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen live production exactly. folks whatever it is it is that being exactly. said it is time for the news and views the el portal in downtown las vegas is finally getting a new occupant in the game a family entertainment arcade think dave and busters and it's currently being constructed on the inside of el portal an arcade and food establishment right on Fremont just across from the D seems like an interesting idea as foot traffic alone in the area should serve it well. The El Porto property, which originally opened as a theater in 1928, has hosted various other businesses since the theater closed in the 1970s. That's going to do it for the news and now for the views. Michael, what are your thoughts? I think it's a great idea. I think more entertainment ideas that are not gambling or big money, like expensive shows or venues like that, is is really great. I mean, I think it's a compelling mix for people. People are really interested in that kind of thing, and not just not just families. I know the first thing people think is like, "Oh no, it's going to bring more kids," but I think it's it's far more than that. People love. People love those kind of entertainment arcades. And a lot of people come to Vegas just for entertainment, not for gambling. So it seems to make a lot of sense for me, especially if it's using the overused term slightly elevated, like it's a really, really good entertainment arcade. And maybe they also like have some cool food and beverage and a bar and stuff like that. I think it's a great idea. That's like, actually, when you think of concepts like Top Golf. Yeah. That's, you know, this stuff is very compelling, right? And the thing is, you know, it's like, it's not just going to be kids. I mean, I am well into my 40s and I will hands down beat anyone at linked Mario Kart. So it's on. Whoever is in the area, I'm, I'm going to play you in Mario Kart. I'm going to beat your ass. Sorry. Just, that's yeah, all I it's got. awesome. Well, actually, vintage, <laughs> I, I love some of the vintage uh, Vintage video games, those I think are awesome. Like the Space Invaders. Yeah. And I used to love Asteroids was one of my favorites. And Giant Pac-Man, which I hope they have. The huge, huge yeah. wall of pac Oh, man. That'll be, that'll be fun. It's, like I said, it's extremely compelling. And actually, that's another amazing point you bring up with like vintage, vintage arcade games. That has a huge audience of people my you know slightly younger than me and definitely older than me because those games all i mean those games really came out in the set you know in the 70s to 80s that was the height of you know atari i think it was atari and one or two other companies that came out with those arcade games uh -huh. so it's really really cool stuff i mean i think yep and i remember the the home systems right it was uh atari coleco remember coleco coleco vision Yep, ColecoVision with that 
weird phone wire a coiled joystick thingy with the two things on the side and the little and like the number pad for some reason i don't even like it was supposed to be a car phone i don't know what the idea was but that was one hell of a controller <laughs> well there was Intellivision, Intellivision, television television yeah and there were you see i was a hundred percent atari guy from atari 2600 atari 400 then atari 800 i ran an atari bulletin board Everything that had to do with Atari. 26, the 7,800. Oh, that right. was so... 78 well, yeah, was, was a big a, deal. Because mm-hmm. it was like 16-bit yeah, graphics or something. It was it 8-bit graphics? I don't remember. Yeah, we're getting well, dirty. <laughs> yeah, I, it, was, it was a great time. But you know what? The games were amazing then because yeah. the resources they had. I was talking to someone about this a couple weeks ago. Yes, it was me. Do you realize those games were like six, programmed in 16K, yep. 24K, 36K... <laughs> Which is basically like less than like the amount of that's in your email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like an individual email. You know how an email will be like 20K? That would be like an entire video game that was programmed. Yeah. Absolutely I, amazing. I stuff. saw this documentary on, uh, uh, I want to say if it was Netflix or, or Amazon or something, but it was about video game development back in the day, like Donkey Kong, Pac Man, and things before that. And then like how they had to make the music for it and like just all the stuff they had to do with this little finite amount of space they had to work with. And they pulled off these spectacular at the time things. It's, it's really amazing. Well, before, before we tease, I'll leave you with the one, the one other piece of trivia about me is I went to Atari computer camp one summer. <laughs> I swear to God, they had such a thing <laughs> in the Poconos. Yes, Atari computer camp. Google it. You'll see the shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what to say with that. You don't even know. I, you, you, I even... have nowhere to go with that, man. <laughs> I, I I just I just see like little you as this gamer nerd. How old were you at the time? I was I was like twelve years old. It was amazing. It was like it was like the best. It was like the best thing that you could ever do with your summer if you were a nerdy kid, uh-huh. and and because you were there with all of these other nerdy kids. And the best thing about it, because I hated going to summer camp because I was never that athletic, is all of a sudden I wasn't like the least athletic person. <laughs> <laughs> so when we did the sports stuff, I was like, "Ooh, I'm actually not that bad in comparison to some of these people." They all made you look good, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I it was it, it was it was it was a ridiculous 80s geekdom which was just absolutely perfect. It's like the best the best crazy memory. But anyway, <laughs> enough of that. But yeah, I know I always shock you with some of that stuff, but yeah. Yeah, cool, you got cool me. Stuff. You got me that time. All right, that being said, it is time for the tease. Take it away, Michael. So today's tease is, can anything ruin Vegas? The F1 debrief. So F1's over, as we all know, so we can all sort of breathe, at least for a week or two. And lots of people, many way smarter than I am, ponder whether it was good or bad for Vegas. And that's such a broad question because everybody wants to make things out to whether they're like good or bad, like black or white, but nothing's ever that simple. Like life is just not simple. 
So there are definitely some who say that F1 was horrible for Vegas. But pivoting away from that, because that really wasn't my topic of conversation, my real topic was, can anything really ruin Vegas? Can anything destroy Vegas? And as we mentioned before, I think actually in the last episode, Vegas or maybe the one before that, Vegas is all about change. It is all about the next thing that's going to reinvent the city. So prior to now, we had that super casino phase with the creation of Mirage. Now we have what I would call the sports phase with unheard of local teams between the Raiders and Golden Knights, Golden Knights, and soon to be the Oakland A's most likely. So while we might not like or love everything that is shifting or changing, I would argue it's all good for Vegas since it keeps Vegas relevant. And that's a really important point to remember, keeping Vegas relevant. On a personal level, everyone likes what they like. But as a tourist and business conference powerhouse, Vegas needs to compete with a huge number of venues and cities around the globe. And as that people will often say, change or die. So with all Will all the changes be amazing? Well, that's sort of your individual perspective. But I think we can agree, or perhaps we can't really argue, Vegas is as relevant now in 2023 as it was in 2013 or 1993 or 1983. It's just a bit, well, probably a lot different. And that's my main thought, you know, basically, you know, Vegas needs to stay relevant and Vegas is bold about staying relevant. And that's what I got for you. What do you think, Movestro? Do you think Vegas has to keep itself relevant or it could die? I think any city that wants to draw people, especially tourists, and try to and make most of their money from tourists have to evolve. I, I don't think I don't think there's a choice. Really, because you know, if Vegas goes stagnant, you know, I mean, you know, there there were other places that were built, you know, for greatness and got stagnant, and they just became a thing of the past. And you know, Vegas is always changing. We may not always like it, uh, but someone will. And you know, it's, I mean, when you look at the stuff that we have out here, you know, from uh, not just the casinos, because a lot of states have casinos now. But it used to be Vegas and Atlantic City. There were, that was it. And then other states started to allow it. So now we're competing there. We're competing in the gambling space. So what did we do? We got these fantastic restaurants. Like some of the best food you're going to find in the world is all along, uh, all along the strip, some even in downtown. Clubs, stuff like that, the sports things, uh, the conferences, everything. So yeah, I, Vegas has to change with the times. Otherwise, it'll get left behind and, Nobody wants that to happen. Before we get going, uh, do you have any closing remarks or uh, any thoughts? What's on your mind? No, that was just it. I'm just, I'm just thinking about this keeping Vegas relevant. I'm just thinking about the fact that people have to just chill a little bit and realize that no one thing is going to be the demise of Vegas. And yeah, and things are going to pivot and change and go away and come again, but that's okay. And I think... I actually think it's sort of cool and it sort of amazes me that Vegas can keep doing that over and over again, probably on a grander scale than any other city in the world. Nicely said. And that's going to do it for this episode. 
Uh, luxury travel booking, Travels Orc Travel. Visit us at TravelsOrcTravel.com to plan your next amazing vacation. And please join the conversation on social media. You can find us easily, as all social platforms are, at Travels Orc. We'll see you next time.